Hello, and welcome to the Northern Grower Podcast. My name is Erin, and I'm a gardener, grower, teacher, and homesteader here in Northern Alberta, Canada. And I garden in Zone 3, and this podcast is a place to share tips, tricks, and all-around interesting information on gardening and homesteading, with a focus on northern climates. But all types of gardeners from all sorts of places and all stages of their gardening journey are welcome here. So welcome. Thank you for joining me. Please remember, you can reach out at any time at our email, which is the Northern Grower Podcast at gmail.com. You can follow me over on Instagram at the underscore northern underscore grower. And we are also available at greenwitchseed.ca. So for blog updates and product updates, you can head on over there. So, oh boy, today's episode will be part three of our seed saving series which will provide some simple steps to saving seeds from your dry fruited crops. These these can include legumes, lettuce, radishes, carrots, grains, plants that you can uh, plants that you can also shatter to release seeds. Depending on your zone, you may feel that the garden season is well and truly coming to a close. I know for us, we have been prepping our garden for winter, so we've been really busy over here. Um, but it's kind of that last, that last push of busyness with the garden, and then it's uh, it's going to be done. It's our last big bustle, our last push, and then our garden essentially will be resting over the winter months. The ground freezes; it's going to be covered in snow. Like we will be done. Um, I am not going to lie; the rest and break will be welcomed. Of course, we will still be busy over here, homesteading, writing posts, making content, podcasting. But one thing off our to-do list, it will be welcomed. It will. And then, of course, come January, we will start to be busy planning and mapping out the next season's beds and plans, as well as working on our business goals and models for the year. And as always, continuing on shipping out orders as well. So thank you for the support there if you do order from us. So I hope no matter where you are, if you're still growing or like us, you are maybe winding down for the season I hope you enjoyed this year's harvest. I know it was a tough year for a lot of gardeners and growers. So I hope no matter what happened this year, you have the time to reflect, time to uh, move on ready for next year, time to plan, grow and learn from our garden spaces. I know I learned a lot this year too. We were lucky we still had a very good harvest in general, but we also learned a lot this year with the hot weather and the drought. So there's lots to take forward ready for planning for next year. And I'm already already looking forward. I'm trying to shut my mind down to not think about uh, the garden plans for next year, what those plans are going to look like. But I'm already thinking away there. So trying to give ourselves a small season of rest here and be grateful for what we did have this year, what we achieved. So to today's episode, saving seeds from dry food to crops. And these guys are actually my favorite type of plant to save seeds from. Those fleshy fruited guys like squashes and tomatoes. That is a lot of work and a lot of mess. And I just find the dry fruits are much more fun. So let's get started. So to harvest for these type of plants, the onset of drying is a sign that the seeds are mature 
Whereas with those fleshy fruited plants, you can harvest at the point of maturity, like when you would consume the plant and the seeds, you can start extracting them there. But if you're wanting to save seeds from a dry fruiting plant, you are looking for signs of drying. So these can be indicated by color changes and the plant will also just start to feel dry. Uh, you may also notice signs of seed dispersal. So that can also be an indicator that they are ready. So if the pods are splitting or the seeds change in size or texture, they're beginning to harden, they'll start to feel pretty hard. That can also be signs that they are ready to harvest. As a side note, while these guys start to dry, you may notice they also become very appealing to animals. The birds, for example, love our sunflowers. And when they are ready, I can tell when the sunflowers are ready because the birds will just land on them and they can easily pick clean those heads. So we do have to use some netting or aganza bags around them just to prevent predators. Although I, I do believe on leaving some that I won't harvest. So if I decide I'm not harvesting seeds from a particular plant for whatever reason, or that, that sunflower for whatever reasons or reasons that we have, um, then I do leave it out for the birds, for the animals and birds to make use of. So to harvest, I first begin with a clean bucket or bin and simply using pruners or shears, I cut the branches of the desired plant and just place them in there. So just cut the plant and place them in the bin. Of course, you can also, if you're deciding to just take that whole plant instead of branches, you can also just pick the whole plant, take the whole plant and put it in the bin. Um, and one variety per bin or bucket to help you keep track of what you are harvesting. As well, just ensuring always, always our containers or buckets are clean and dry. Uh, we do not want these seeds to get wet. We want them to stay dry. So always make sure your buckets are clean and dry. Then I will take them to a clean, dry area and we have work rooms or shelving and we just lay them out to dry. And of course, different seeds can be harvested differently. So peas, for example, I'm getting those individual pods, um, but carrots, radishes, I'm cutting that whole that whole branch. Um, so just find what works for you and makes sense. Sunflowers too, we just cut the heads, for example, and set them out to dry. And we'll leave these seeds to dry for about three weeks just to ensure they are fully dry. And it actually also makes it easier to extract the seeds because they become, they just become nice and very brittle and dry. So again, depending on the plant, some heads or branches we hang upside down to dry and with a container underneath just to collect seeds that fall. And others we just lay on screens to dry on shelving. It just depends on the plant and what is making sense. But essentially with these type of plants, you just want to dry them first. And we dry for up to three weeks. Now once really dry, you can be begin the cleaning and saving process. And for these plants, you start with a process called threshing. It's basically extracting the seeds. We either shake, shuck, rub, strip the stalks to get these seeds separated. Um, we do this by hand here, just because we want to apply less pressure and force on the seed. We simply thresh over or into a clean, dry container. And when that can look like you shelling, shelling peas over a container, or just kind of brushing your hands over the plant, or you're literally kind of shucking that plant and banging it on the side to release the seeds. Just again, use your common sense with what plant you're working with, what will be easier to get that. So in that container, you now have seeds 
and you also end up with a mixture of debris and chaff. And so the next step is to then, you have this lot in your bucket of debris, the chaff, the seeds. The next step is to separate the chaff and the seeds by a process called screening. You can buy screens or you can use um, just household items like colanders or sieves. And you can screen in two ways. It doesn't really matter or won't make a difference, honestly. Um, But you can either have like a screen in a container and then place all of your chaff and seed lot on the screen and you just sift through so the seeds fall through the screen and the chaff collects on top of the screen so your seeds then fall through into the container you have the bigger chaff on top and that would be top screening or you can collect your seeds on top of the screen and have the debris collect in the container this is bottom screening Both options are fine. It just depends on the tools you have and the size of your seed and the size of the screens or mesh that you have. So we use kind of both methods as well with what we have here. So both options are fine as long as you've just basically got them separated. So now you have, for the most part, separated seeds and you can compost the chaff and debris. And at this point, honestly, the seeds are usually good to go go for storage. It is relatively simple as you can see or if you like you can screen again just to get an extra cleaning in or you can do a further process called winnowing Um, and basically it is an extra step to separate the mature seeds from any lighter chaff and immature seeds and you use airflow to help you do this and essentially to winnow you set up a container you can use a fan and all you do is toss your seeds You would place like the container in front of the fan and then you just toss your seeds like your seed lot with the chaff, uh, sorry, with the seeds. And if there's still a little bit of chaff left in there, you just toss it in front of the fan and the heavier seeds that are mature would fall down into the bucket and the lighter seeds or debris would be carried away on the wind and you just create your own man-made wind with the fan. This process can take a bit of practice, though. Um, If you don't get the airflow quite right or your technique quite right, you may be going after and picking up your seeds from the ground, too. So lay a tarp or sheet down on the ground in case you have to go and collect the seeds because because your setup can be it can take a bit of tweaking to get your setup quite right. And there are lots of neat tricks and ways to winnow out there on the interwebs. So if you're curious, definitely go and do some further learning on it. like I said, it just takes a bit of practice to kind of get your technique of throwing your lot in front of the in front of the fan and hoping that you get the airflow right so then your heavy seeds do fall into the container and you separate them out. Um, and you can winnow again if desired. You can do it again. You can just repeat screening again. Um, but you will find the right fit for you and your seeds. And some people don't even winnow. So essentially, the it's really simple it's just drying and then separating those threshing and then separating the seeds from the chaff and like i said you can screen and be done with it if you want to winnow you can winnow if you want to repeat those steps you can do them over again um it's really you have a lot of freedom with this type of method of seed storing and now you have a pretty relatively um chaff debris free dry seed lot that you can store And so just make sure you label it and store it away for next season. 
And I did talk a bit about storage in Seed Saving Series Part 1. So you can go and check that out if you uh, missed it or you just wanted to go back and refresh uh, your mind on what you need for storage. But thank you so much for listening. I know this was a very little brief episode, but I just wanted to make sure we cover that part of our Seed Saving Series here. I really appreciate all of the listens. I hope you enjoyed it. And as a bonus, you lucky lot who listen to this podcast, I have a discount for you over at greenwitchseed.ca. You get a one-time 15, 15, that's one five percent off discount if you enter the code Northern Grower. So the code is Northern Grower, all one word, all lowercase. So happy Halloween, blessed Samhain, thanks again for listening, and remember, head on over to greenwitchseed.ca and use your one-time 15% off discount code to get a discount on some seeds, get ahead of the game. Okay, thank you, and take care.